All right, man, let's go, let's go. Cool, let's go. Fly. What's up, Mr. Ty? What's up? What's up? I put a book on my head. Yeah. Talk to me. How are you going to make a mug out of me today? Winners, man. Winners. Where is it? Winners. Um, winners, winners. Do you ever get... Your ones look so fresh here. Yeah? Mine always, like... I was just thinking the same thing about yours. Is it? I was just thinking, right, his looks fresh. No, mine always gets, like, some... Look, you see the thing started to peel. Oh, okay. And, and I feel like I've just had it on the sides. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, mine's peeling like... too, bro. Don't watch that, man. It's the camera. The camera's just lying. It's that, it's that filter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine looks the same. Mine's got mine's peeling as well. Yeah, so I got some notes uh, for this one because, as you know, this book was was big, long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Lots of pages and, and small lines. Small <laughs> lines was like four hundred pages. Four twenty three. Four hundred twenty three to be exact. Four hundred twenty three. Can I just add actually quickly, yeah? Because um, one or two people asked me about the way that I read, like, because again, like I said, I'm not like the strongest, fastest reader or nothing like that. Um, and then one or two friends and people that kind of got at me was like, right, how, how do you kind of read a book? So my strategy, I don't know whether you, I know we have spoken about this before, but not on camera. Like I will look at how many pages are in a book and literally divide it by the amount of days in a month. So then that yeah. gives me the amount of books I need to read per day. So it's not too overwhelming. I mean, what's your strategy? Similar, but divide it by 20 because I genuinely read Monday to Friday on the weekends. I don't. Or sometimes if I'm in a mood, I will. But it's part of my routine to read Monday to Friday. And four, four weeks roughly in a month. So if I divide it by 20, then I know roughly how much I've got, got to do. Um, mm. But it's funny because this book, I think I started it um, as soon as we finished uh, Gary Vee because yeah. I was scared that I wasn't yeah. going to finish it. And actually, See. I finished it last night which is just in time i finished it like you know 10 o'clock yeah yeah no similar i start i did start early but um then i but i had a few days off in a month it was a bit of you know a bit of a busy month um so 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 i did take it but there was a few days i was like i'm gonna have a red for the last two days and stuff but i finished yesterday morning i was on track so so you know i got there in the end where's my book yeah, so yeah, so let's start. How did you find it, man? What was your overall overall impression of the book? Overall, I I liked it. I didn't love it. That's yeah. the best way I could put it. I liked it. There were some chapters and some um kind of ethos and some kind of um thought process that, that it had that I really liked. Then some chapters I just thought I didn't think it needed to be as long as it was. Yeah, I feel like there's some chapters you could have taken out of that book and literally. And I always know because me when I, I highlight books, I make notes. And that's what actually adds on to the time of me reading it because I'm making notes either on my phone or, or on the page itself. So yeah. that adds to the time I'm reading it. But then when I'm just reading pages on pages, I'm like, oh, there's no, there's no real value here for me to take notes. In my opinion, on certain, yeah. on certain chapters, I was like, you know. So I thought I liked it. I didn't love it. You know, I think that I've liked the stuff about strategy. I like the stuff about team, about teamwork. I like stuff about um, innovation. I like the stuff about um, leaders. You know, those were the main kind of chapters that jumped out at me. There were some other chapters in there. I did like some of the characters, not characters, but where, you know, the interviews the that he celebrities. did. Celebrities. Yeah, the certain people, yeah, the, you know, the winners. The winners, the winners. The winners, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I did like some of the conversations with the winners. Some of them I was like, 
not really, um, excuse me, not too interested in. But yeah, what about you? Do you know what? Exactly the same. But I guess there were parts of that book, yeah, that I was like, this is golden. This this sentence here is mm. golden. And there'll be parts of the book where I'll be so gassed and I'll be like, yes, I'm going to do that. Or like, <laughs> um, this this resonates with me hard. Yeah. Uh, and then there were parts where, you know, I lost interest, particularly, obviously, obviously, well, let's give a back backstory on the book. The book is yeah. written by a guy called Alistair Campbell, yeah. who was Tony Blair's number two um, yeah. in politics. And he yeah. does use a few like polit political examples yeah. in the book and scenarios and stuff. And that personally, it lost me. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, it lost me. And he kind of spoke about those examples as if he expected us to know what was going on. Yeah. Um, that's mm -hmm. what I kind of felt that is like, he's talking about this, that and the other, Iraq war, da 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 da, da. But, but I think, yeah, so he was, he was Tony Blair's publicist and like communication secretary and stuff like that. So he was kind of the guy behind Tony Blair that was like, this is how we're going to approach this, um, you know, this issue or this situation. This, this is what we're going to do to look at, you know, for the public or whatnot. I think if you, I think when he was writing a book, he was writing it to people that were interested in politics. Hence why it was written, written in that tone, because yeah. he's famous for politics. You know, he's yeah. known for being the guy behind Tony Blair. That's what he's kind of known for, which I knew a little bit about him before I read the book. But obviously since reading it, I've kind of done a bit more research into it. So, but I think, because I agree with that, there's a lot of political kind of referencing, like you said, talking about this, that and the further political, and I, you know, I'm not interested in politics that much. But um, it, I think that's why he did it, because it's, it's like reading a book in another subject by a boxer. They're going to do a lot of boxing references or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was his kind of key demographic that he was mostly writing it to at the time. Was there anything in the, in the politics side or any nuggets, golden nuggets that you thought, yes? Um, or from, no. like, for example, Tony Blair, because there was one point from Tony Blair that was like, for me, I was like, yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Um, he he had a speech lined up for some event or whatever, and there was a receptionist or someone who, in theory, is lower down the chain, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. she spoke up and said, "Oh, I don't think this speech is good enough. I think you should plane. go back to the old speech." Yeah. And he he listened to her. He what? Well, he first of all he acknowledged it. Then he reread the speech and listened to her. And then he agreed with her. And it was kind of like, you know, you're a leader and you're listening to people that in theory are, you know, lower down the chain or lower down, definitely lower down the political chain than he is. And it was just kind of like a nice reminder that don't poo-poo anyone, man. Like everyone's got something positive to say at times, you know, take it, take it on board. Listen, if not, uh, give it back. If or, you know, use it. And he used it. So it was like, yeah, that's that's a leader for me. Yeah. That I thought that was a good, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I remember that part, actually. There was on the plane, isn't it? Yeah. And then they were, they were flying in, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, that was good. Nothing, I mean, it's. I like to see in the behind the scenes of the political stuff, you know? Like how they reacted to certain tragedies that took place and, um, you know, like 
things like foot and mouth that they spoke about. And, you know, you look back and you think about like the Iraq war, all those things, you know, because we, we were young, we were young at those those times. You know what I mean, you must have been really young. I was young, so I kind of remember hearing about these things when my, when my parents were watching the news and all that kind of stuff. So it, um, it's kind of like, okay, this is what was going on behind the scenes. And it, it kind of shines a light on the thought processes behind, you know, like even something like that, like, oh, how do they want to come across, you know, when they write a speech, X, Y, Z. I did like about um, in the leadership because I'm really interested in leadership and um, like about the Merkel factor, yeah. you know, like Angela Merkel and stuff like yeah. that, like how her style of leadership is different from um, like Putin, for example. And, you know, there's not necessarily one that's better than the other. It's just different types of leadership, which gets yeah. different types of results and whatnot. So, I mean, so, yeah, that jumped out of me. The political and- side, it was just, it was just interesting. And Angela Merkel, for those that don't know, is uh, the Prime Minister of Germany. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, I knew that already, but, you know, some people might not. Might yeah, not fair enough, yeah, fair enough, um, yeah. But I was, think she is quite respectful in yeah. the way she is, you know. He calls it the Merkel factor. Like, even if you don't agree. And, you know, I guess Tony Blair showed that as well. Like, with that, even if you don't agree, obviously, he did agree with that person at that time. But that example would show that if he didn't agree, he'll still be re- respectful and, you know, that's quite a good leadership trait because um, at the end of the day, you're putting yourself out there as the leader. So things like that are quite interesting to me. So, so yeah. In fact, there were some p- parts of politics that I did actually enjoy um, or some theories on it was the guy, Eddie Rama. Um, I, can't, I can't remember which country he's uh, prime minister of. Um, I think I know, but I don't want to say it because I feel like I want to be wrong. <laughs> say it, say it. No, nah, because it's like, it's not Albania. It's like one of, it's... Um, I, I can't remember, but I know, yeah, but, I know he's, yeah. he's a basketball player. Yeah, he's a basketball player. And how he took um, his sporting background into politics was quite impressive. Um, so Eddie Rama is a famous, well, he's been a basketball player in his country. Um, you know, uh, did he play in the NBA? I can't remember. Anyway, he played elite sport basketball. Yeah. And in sport, especially in team sports, everyone has to work together to get the best result, to win, everyone has to work together. But in politics, a lot of people are backstabbing people and trying to get one over. Uh, and that's kind of how it seems, especially in the UK. And mm. he's kind of taken that sporting element to make his team in his country, um, to make his political team a team rather than people backstabbing each other. He's actually got a team and he's got that from sport which I thought was really quite, quite clever, um, yeah. how he's kind yeah. of used that to, to help his politics and yeah. help him revamp his country. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. I'll probably put, put it in the bottom of what, <laughs> what country he's, <laughs> he's president of. Yeah, no, it was, I think that was definitely, that was a good thing to see. And it's interesting, again, like looking into the politics, there was a bit where he said in there, like, where at like, Parliament when they got like prime ministers questions and they're having their debates in Parliament and people on the same party would backstab their own party members by telling the opposite opposition yeah. ask them this question or drill down on this question it's like whoa really you know what I mean so those you know those things that they've got their own personal agenda you know but again yeah that's what I said the the the, top, the um, chapters on team building and like teamship and how team objectives you know the Formula One example that he gave like yes. was really good like when you you know I'm not the biggest Formula One fan but you know and now I even appreciate it a lot more when you think of how much goes into it from when they're doing the changeovers from the pit stops 
to the innovations to the, you know the marginal gains and stuff like that it's like well this and you know we know it's a team effort and everything is ultimately but this is like a perfect example of how a team has to work together simultaneously and seamlessly were there um any winners because obviously the book's winners called winners and it talks about so many different winners um or who alistair campbell sees as winners what do you think were there any particular winners that you were like um yes i, I think i know what you're going to say anyway i know yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. That's like yeah yeah you, yeah. Know, you know what you just, and this was a good this was like new information to me like, yeah and it's funny quite controversial again because it's, it's, a, it's something that I don't have any interest in, like fashion or whatnot. But um, it was the Anna Wintel. Yeah. So with her, like, the, the opening line on that page was like about ideas. And this is something that I believe myself and I, I say it all the time to people. It's like, an idea is great. There's so many fantastic ideas, but it's the work you've got to put into the idea to make it reality, you know? I'm sure you're the same, like, people come to you and be like, oh, I've got this banging idea, like business idea or whatever it might be. And you're like, yeah, that's a banging idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. But then that's the end of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, with Anna Wintour, I don't remember the quote exactly, I've got it written down somewhere. But like, it was like, yeah, basically ideas are good, but it's the work behind it that really matters, you know? Um, I didn't know, obviously, she was, what's the film, Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. Was the film that was based on, well, semi-based on her or whatever, the character was based yeah. on her. Um, but yeah, I really did like kind of the mindset of, of that of that person. Yeah. Um, since speaking with, with other people, like female friends, like she's she's got a very bad... Um, reputation also like, it's got a lot of people that don't like her like, I don't know if you found out as well yeah yeah that's kind of uh, it depends who you speak to about about yeah. that uh, but uh, for everyone she's the uh, editor of Vogue magazine so Vogue is the fashion brand or designer brand um, and yeah she's the lead editor of, of Vogue but one of the for like for so long a long time for long maybe. for long one of the things that she said um that stuck with me was chasing what she wanted. She knew that she wanted to be the editor of Vogue. And when she had her interview, they asked her, what, where do you see yourself in five years? In which, in which job role do you see yourself? And she said to the woman that was interviewing her, who was at the time the editor of Vogue, she said, your, your position. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be in, in your role. And yeah. She, she got there in the end. And it was like, wow, to go to interview and be like, just say it so ruthless. Yeah. And, well, obviously I don't know how she said it, but the, the way the book portrayed state it to intention. me. State your intention like that. Like. Yeah. yeah. So she was, she was quite uh, inspiring, um, I thought. Mm. But there were some things that made me think that, you know, maybe she's not as nice, uh, not a nice person. Um, like when there was a bit where it said she was on the phone and she just, rather than hang up the phone, she just dropped it on her assistant's lap for the assistant to, to hang up the phone. And that assistant gave a bad, you know, review or report. Yeah. Her. And I think, personally, I think that's a bit disrespectful. Um, no, it is. That is definitely disrespectful. Yeah. I think it's like, and again, it goes to, there's another part in the book where they talk about, mind, we're jumping over, but it's called cool, like, about mindset. Yeah. You know, and um, the different mindsets. And then, you know, I think this could apply to that to Anna Wintour a bit. Maybe where like people that are like hyper successful or hyper focused, they they actually are a bit ma they're like kind of like mavericks and like they don't think the same way as everyone else. They're super focused yeah. on certain things, X Y Z. So I think that doesn't excuse anything yeah. that she's done. And I've, you know, a few people have said to me, oh, she said this and she said some outlandish things about 
you know, females and body shaving and whatnot, you know. So it's like, but at the same time, if you look at it in that style of someone who's going for their goal and achieving their goal, you know, in that sense, I did enjoy the chapter, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I did yeah. enjoy the chapter. <laughs> Do you know I mean? right. I'll tell you what was another one that was quite good, yeah, which, which um, again, we can, we can mostly both relate to, and maybe a lot more people relate to, is like um, the Maradona. Yeah. You know, when he was talking about, obviously, before the charity aid pitch and visualisations and stuff like that, and it's like, I know, you're, I know you're into that kind of stuff, like, and I think that was like, when you, when you look at someone like Maradona, like, rest in peace, like, arguably the best footballer ever, and something as simple he's an old man now he's retired but he still wants to go and visualize himself scoring a goal and and really not just going through the motions but feeling it feeling the emotions yeah. of it and whatnot you know and that's very powerful man so just to give backstory in in the maradona visualization is that he had a charity football match with alistair campbell the guy who wrote a book yeah. and they went to just train or play a little kick about the day before and Maradona the was before. the night before, the night before. And Maradona was visualizing, you know, scoring a goal. And he he took some shots, he scored, and he celebrated as if <laughs> as if he had won the World Cup or something. And yeah. when Alistair Campbell asked him, he said, Yeah, you have to visualize it. You have to really visualize what you want and um yeah, visualize the your success, you know, create your yeah. own um destiny which, yeah, was, was quite, quite inspiring. One of the other people who inspired me, who's, again, a controversial character, was Mayweather. And uh, Mayweather just, he, you know, he's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. He's an absolute winner. And there was a key thing that stuck with me. And it was like, Alistair Campbell was like, what if you lose? I knew he was going to say that. And, I was waiting to say yeah. that. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I don't think about losing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't entertain... It, I don't entertain it. It doesn't enter my brain. I don't think about losing. I know that there's a possibility of losing, um, you know, if someone beats me, whatever, but I don't think about it. And it just made me think about life in general. And it was like, that is such a great mindset because when you get in your car, you don't think about, you know, having an accident. Yeah, yeah, you, just, you just drive. Uh, or when you go to the shop, you don't think about tripping over. You just walk. So when you're when you're in a boxing match, you're not thinking about losing. You're thinking about winning because that's yeah. that's what you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. he's just taken that into sport, and he's just forgotten all the negativity and just focusing on winning. Um, I great. think I think you unpacked that so well, bro. Because like when I read that bit, and I was like, you know, Mayweather's very controversial, and you know. People, you know, you see kind of a lot of stuff about him and whatever, you know. And it's like, when I read that, I thought, does he really mean that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. thought, okay, it sounds good, but does he really mean that? Then you look at you, feel, all right, look at what the man's done. He must mean it. But then it's like, how do you formulate that mental strength to not even entertain the thought? But then I think it's true. When you said that now about, like, when, I, when you get in the car to drive to wherever, you're not thinking about crashing. You're thinking about the destination. Do you know what I mean? If you're, if you're going, whatever you're doing, like, you're not thinking about what can go wrong. You're thinking about what you need to do or you should be anyway. So yeah. that mindset is so, is so powerful, but it's so simple to achieve in the same way. And, you know, and you reinforce it over time or whatnot. But yeah, no, the mindset thing and even like the whole stuff about growth. So you've done your video on growth mindset yeah. and a limited mindset. Um, 
that is that is really um that's part of it and that's those those are the parts I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the parts about resilience, you know. There were so many good things with this book, it's yeah. kind of book you need to read like two times, bro. Like three yeah. times. Because there's so much in it. But um that's what I mean. I was looking because obviously I've, I read it, I finished it, and so I started reading through my notes. And then I'm reading through the notes, I'm like, wow, this book's actually good. Because I'm thinking, I did it, the end of it kind of tailed yeah. off. The last chapter I liked, bro. I liked yeah. the last chapter a lot. So, but the, up until that point, it was kind of like there's certain chapters like, mm-hmm. then I read back and I'm like, whoa, this book actually has some proper gems in it. So maybe it's a, you know, it's not, there's different, maybe we're so big, there's different parts for different people. Yeah. But I would recommend people to read it. There's there's so many gems in this book. There's so many, but you have to cut out a bit of the fluff. Yeah. It's like like you said, he could cut it out a little bit. Uh, there's so many gems. It's uh, at the end. Did you take anything from the Queen section? Because he talks about the Queen. Yeah, being, I did. I did. I mean, what did you take? I took that she has a growth mindset. That's that's what I took, and it was just nice to hear from the Queen. Uh, about well nice to know that the queen kind of has a growth mindset basically when uh, princess diana uh passed away or had an accident the flag because she's not royalty they're not supposed to put the flag halfway um in i think it was i can't remember which one of the palaces palace or whatever you're supposed to put the flag halfway like when there's a death but because she wasn't actually royalty they were like no they they're not going to do it that's tradition so the queen Initially, she said no. So, so yeah, she said no. Then, through public demand, she was able to rethink it and then change her mind and say, okay, actually, now that I've thought about it, yes, let's do it. Let's lower it for her. And part of that was, the thing that I took from that was, she didn't make a rash, rash decision. So, mm-hmm. in, the, in the book, it actually says the Queen doesn't ever make decisions off of you know knee-jerk that's the term it uses yeah, uh, knee-jerk yeah. reactions she processes it she thinks about it and then calculates everything and then makes the, the decision so I thought in that scenario that was quite good of her rather than her just having a knee-jerk reaction she actually thought about it she listened and then they lowered the flag for for Princess Diana and I think just going back to Anna Wintour was she was kind of the opposite in some scenarios where she said about um making decisions decisively because when you make decisions decisively as a leader it helps everyone think and feel that you know what you're talking about (laughs) so you're just like yeah this is what we're doing so people build confidence in that as in you as a leader because you're so assured uh but sometimes she's just being decisive and the other thing that she said was that she didn't look back. You know, they, they launch a magazine. Okay, they know what's worked well, but on to the next one. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I mean, uh, which, which kind of leader are you, would you say? In, you know? um, well, I think having a combination of both is, is ideal because there are some situations where you do have to be decisive and make decisions and just go straight but then there are some things where you have to sit back process it and then reevaluate which um which is kind of what i took from it i thought when you can be decisive you know be decisive decisive, there's no point you know dwelling on on little things when you can be decisive be decisive but when there's something a bit more challenging take a step back analyze it 
and then you know make your decision. Yeah, yeah. No, I think on that on the the Queen chapter was good. It wasn't my favorite chapter, but I did appreciate that she is a leader. Like you know, and she is, um, she she's made makes decisions that you know rational and whatnot. You got you know she's the head, she's the head of the family, um, the head of the monarchy. So you know there is a lot of um. There's a lot of things to take from now. I think there's things to take from all, all the chapters. I did like, even like, for example, like Jose Mourinho's chapter. Yes. Was good. You know, again, him, him being a Tottenham manager and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but you have to, you've always, you have to respect Mourinho, like, in the football, in the football sense anyway. But yes. there was one thing which I liked what he said, which stuck with me when he was like, and then again, this goes into a little bit about innovation as well. Um, when he was saying, you know, everybody knows everything about everybody. Yeah. You know? So in football, everyone knows everyone. You know, so now the games that you would have had because you, you know, you might have a new um, strategy or new tactic of how you're doing, new training tactic or whatnot. But halfway through the season, all the other teams are going to know about that because obviously you're playing it out every week. You might have a new style of playing. After six or seven games, ten games, other teams are going to see how they're playing. That's and that's how football changes over time. You know, not to go too football heavy, but the the point is, and it even goes up in industries. You know, like Pete. The competition are always going to be aware of what the other comp- competitions are doing. So um, that was quite interesting, you know, um, with that, which I like. I did like his chapter. There was a lot, man. There was a lot, even about the resilient stuff. Yeah. Like, there's so much. It's literally a kind of book you've got to go back and read again. But I think yeah. now you can go back and read it in, in isolated chapters. So just go back and read that chapter specifically, you know? One of the key things I took from the book as well was the mindset of the winners, the mindset of champions. Mm. And um, there were some parts in it where you think, wow, that is uh, disrespectful, like I said earlier, with the dropping the phone. Um, But I don't know if you remember Tiger Woods, when they asked him to meet, I think it was a a Formula One driver or some, uh, I can't remember, they asked him to meet another athlete. When he found out that he was African-American, he was like, okay, yeah, I will, I will meet him and have a chat with him. And they asked him, Tiger Woods asked the guy, oh, what's your pre, um, your pre yeah. meal? <laughs> and he said a Coke and a Snickers. So, and then Tiger Woods just walked off. Because <laughs> he's like, this guy is not, <laughs> mind's not in the right place. I'm not yeah. associated with that mindset. I'm not being there. Like, I'm moving on. Mm. And it's like, walked away it's like wow and it's kind of like that's quite disrespectful and that's quite extreme but sometimes I think to be a winner you kind of have to let go of certain people or certain things that are just you know not aligning with where you want to go Go, Um, and that's kind of what I took from that maybe not to that level but it was just kind of like he's he's not letting anyone or anything getting his... It's, fr- it's the extreme mind, isn't it, that he spoke about mind. in the book. It's the extreme mind. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's, it's, a, it's like an obsession or borders on obsession, you know, and the thing is, if it goes too far, you're in trouble because you're, then you'll become ruthless and you'll just do anything to win, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, in that sense, and I think that's where people like the Mayweathers um, and obviously Jose Mourinho, and there's so many other examples that we can pick where the to kind of people that like are normal people, let's say, you kind of look at them and I'm sure you know characters, people like, wow, like, he's a bit, he's a bit weird, like, but no, he's just super focused or she's just super focused, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and that is where it's like the extreme mind, you know, like, all you want to talk about is 
your field or what you're doing or whatever your passion is or whatever it is, you know, all you want to talk about, you don't care about nothing else. You're just solely on that. So, and I think everyone's actually got, got an extreme mind, but some are not positive in positive areas. Like, if I look back, if I think about friends that I've got or family members or whatever, or people that I've met over my life, it's like their extreme focus or is, is on those things that are not fruitful. And it's like, if they can actually turn that and apply that to something that is beneficial to their life and their family's life, because they've got it already. They just don't, they're just putting it on the wrong, in the wrong place. That's, that's, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. That is interesting. Extreme mind, isn't it? Extreme mind. Do you know what, yeah, as well, we'll go on to like um, our star rating and difficult, difficulty rating uh, in a little while. But after talking about it, it's reminded me how many gems there were in the book. Yeah. And yeah. It's making me feel to put up my... The, the, <laughs> just the, I was just thinking. <laughs> the house. I was thinking ahead. There's another area here that... Um, Sebastian, like I said, there's a lot in there. Sebastian Coe. Yeah. And the teacup method. Like, yes. I don't remember that one. Um, what? Um, do you remember the exact? Yeah. Yeah, go on then. Um, thinking clearly under pressure. Yes. And I was like, that's something that I need to... That I feel I need to work on. Because again, and it goes back to decision making, like, and be, and we're going to stick with that decision because you might make a wrong decision under pressure, and then now when you know you're taking a bit of time back and you're like, oh, actually, in reflection, we'll use the example of the Queen, right? Where when Princess Diana died, <clears throat> you know, not necessarily a knee-jerk reaction, but you know, you know, this is this is the decision we're going to make. There's a lot of pressure from the public coming in, a lot of pressure from maybe what's going on in their families, a lot of stuff going on. Someone just died in their family, cool, but. The, the tradition is the tradition. But ne- because because it's such a high pressure situation, maybe she wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah. So I mean, so now a few days off or whatever, you know, process it properly, process everything else going in, then take time to think about the decision you're gonna make and think of, of the long term. Because she could have just stuck with that. Well, you know what? Actually, I think I should lower it, but I said no, so I, so it's gonna be no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? But again, that thinking clearly under pressure, and again, those there's pressure every day. There's pressure in all walks of life, in all different things you're doing, no matter what level. But whoever can think clearest under that pressure, <clears throat> will, you know, is going to act best in that situation. You know, so um, yeah, that was that was something that I really liked, and I thought, you know, that was something I worked down. I thought that even like going way way back to the beginning, you got the OST, like the objective. Yeah. Well, it starts off with SIG. There's so many acronyms, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got SIG, so strategy is God. Then he breaks it down further and it's like OST, objective, strategy and tactics, you know? And the one thing that um, stuck out with me on that part was people confused. The way he, this is the way he defines it. So you might disagree. I don't necessarily agree with it fully, but people kind of, if you're changing your strategy all the time, you don't actually have a strategy. The tactics can change and are more reactionary, but the strategy, you know, and he went back to his um, examples about new labor, and all that kind of stuff, you know, the objective was to get Tony, to get Labour Party into power. The strategy was new Labour, you know, that was the kind of thing they were running with at the time. Then the tactics were what they would do on a daily basis, you know, what newspaper runs they would do, or whatever, however they kind of go about it. Um, which I was like, you know what, this is definitely something that with your business or your personal life or your finances or your relationship or whatever, you can actually say, what's the objective, you know? Yeah. I'm getting married, you know, the objective is we want to get married. Okay, what's the strategy we're going to apply to that? And what tactic? You know, I mean, you can actually apply it to anything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know what you're saying about the rating I had in my mind before we had this conversation <laughs> compared to the rating I'm now, I'm kind of deliberating, like, 
<laughs> Let me, um, in fact, I actually wrote down teacup in my notes. So yeah. I'm just having a quick look at uh, my notes because there was so much, there was so much uh, in this book um, to take away. Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, touch on Richard Branson. Yeah. Um, what did I take from Richard Branson? One of the things that I took from Richard Branson actually was that you need to have a team or eventually having a team that you kind of inspire and have, you know, great people around you have, helps you, you yeah. know, helps you, helps you grow. You, yeah. Having a good team around you is, is important. And that's one of the things I took from Richard Branson. Yeah. He's built up his, his brand in really looking after his employees and just yeah. you know, being a, a good or nice person. <laughs> it's just boldness. And just yeah. fearlessness, you know. I think he, in the book he puts it down to boldness. It's like, yeah, we're gonna do it. Just, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I think I think that's a definite attribute I put to you. It's like you're, you know, you do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You get things yeah. done. So it's like that in, in itself, and and that inspires other people because they'll look at me like, wow, like he's so like he's not even scared. So yeah. why should I be scared? Like if I stay, do you know what I mean? So it's you know, there's like I said, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. The Richard Branson thing, and then he, you know, the whole Richard Branson journey even when you know when he the virgin airlines even the way they kind of grew from becoming like a small airliner when they wanted to clash was it ba i think they were trying to clash so then they went and they innovated going to the innovation about putting the screen which we just take as a standard now yeah you go on a plane you're gonna watch a film or a couple films or whatever you know that was something that was quite new the way he brokered those deals with boeing who make i think i think did he he had the idea to put the screen on and I think he approached, did he approach BA and they said no, or he approached some company and then they said no and he did it himself. From what I can remember, again, from what I can remember, he had the idea, yeah. then he wanted to, he, he went to the airline or to the, to the manufacturer of the plane, I might be mixing this up a little bit, but there wasn't enough money in it or yeah, you know, he yeah. didn't have enough money for it. So then I think he went and said, okay, well, how about I buy more planes. So I think he only got more investment. When yes. it was, you know, yeah, he, he had to, he, this is a good, good example, actually. I can't remember exactly um, how he did it, but he wanted to get the, the screens on the plane. He couldn't do it one way, so he found another way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the exact, the, uh, the, the exact way he did it, but yeah. what he wanted to do, they shut him down one way and then he found another way to do it. And yeah, it was, again, yeah. coming back to innovation or even adapting, adapt or die, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that was just his way of, you know, making it happen. It's like, you can make it happen. If you can't yeah. do it this way, try this way. If you can't yeah. try this way, try that way, you know? Yeah. Um, so again, the mindset of a winner, the mindset of, of a champion. Um, yeah, no, I know, you know, he's, but yeah, man, no, there's, there's a lot, man. The book was good. The book yeah. was good. Even if like there was what the last bit was about, um, they I know it was about the resilience stuff. There's a lot, man. I'm seeing these notes now, but yeah, with the resilience and like the ability to respond to setbacks. So in that sense, yeah. obviously, um, Richard Branson found a setback, as in with yeah. his planes and whatnot. And then he, you know, he how did he respond to it? You know, there's a lot, man. And it's funny because with resilience, I didn't actually know. I don't know if you know about this, but there's actually quite. Some people are quite anti the whole resilience mantra. Have you, have you, are you aware of that? Uh, I think it's quite not, toxic. I don't know if they're, and I, I know I'm not 
not I'm not aware that um yeah, I'm not aware in the way that you've put it. I know that I'm aware it's funny actually, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and they were very anti, you know, like these kind of books, these kind of self-help motivational uh books because they they feel like it's a bit too blah blah kind of um but where they've kind of you know been speaking to me about it they they've understood that you know they can help or they can have a positive impact on individuals so i know that some people are against these kind of books um which you know kind of comes back to what you're saying people are against the whole resilience thing Mm. and yeah they must be you know there's yeah no it's just it's just quite um I mean, I've, I've had a few conversations with people. I'm like, oh, that's quite surprising. I think resilience is very important, but, you know, each to their own, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess as well, it depends on, you know, what you're doing in life. You know, if for us, where we both have our own businesses, we need to be resilient to to change, to to just, to work, you know? You know the pressures yeah. of, of running a business. So yeah. uh, resilience helps a lot, uh, for me anyway. Um, yeah. So I think it just depends on, on what you're doing in general. But Yeah, I think I think sorry to cut you off, were you gonna yeah. say something? No, I was just gonna say, but most people um I feel most people would benefit from having it. Yeah, I think in all walks of life. Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? So I think like in like it's not just business as a business owner, like in your family, like setbacks is part of life. Like do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like every everything everything is is, is a set there's setbacks in, in all parts at all levels. And it's not even to do with business or money, with life, family, whatnot, whatnot. So it's, I think if you can, your ability, the way you work, because the thing is, everybody has a response to setbacks. Everyone has a response. It's just, what is your response? Yeah. You know, you, what is your response? And your response will define the outcome, you know, is going to determine the outcome in some way, shape or form, which yeah. is, um, you know, you can have a positive one. It doesn't mean, oh, this thing went wrong. All right, just ignore it. It's not about ignoring it. It's about looking at it and assessing it and let and you know going through going through it but still trying to respond at some stage correct in the correct manner yeah so yeah, yeah. but yeah that's a whole other conversation yeah after talking to you now about this as well it's like we could actually talk about this for for hours probably because there's so much in this book so um for those of you that want to check it out there's the link in the description box I would recommend it, um, but let's go on to our difficulty rating and our star rating. Okay. Um, who went first last time for difficulty? I did. So it's your so time. I'm going to go first for difficulty yeah. rating, and I'm flirting between two two numbers, um, but it's definitely harder than last month's book. So yeah. I'm going to go. I think three. I think three. Three out of five for difficulty. Um, I think I rated last month's book a bit too high. After reading this, it was like, actually, last month's book was easy. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go for a three, purely because the chapters are quite long. Um, yeah, the, the chapters are quite long. The lines are thinner than some of the more, <laughs> more average books. And there was 423 pages to get <laughs> in one month. And you know, when I saw the book initially, I was like, Chris, this book is, <laughs> is hench. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've done it in 28 days as well. 28 days, because it was a short month, month yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we both managed to finish it in time. So I'm going to go with three. I was virgin on 3.5, but uh, let me, uh, decisive, three. <laughs> What are, you, what, what are you saying? Oh, okay. I thought he was going to say that one as well. Um, difficulty rating. Yeah, man. That's a solid three, bro. 
Yeah. That's a solid three, man. Um, yeah, because again, the and more because of the length of the chapters and the size of the book. The reading itself wasn't actually, you know, the, there's some books you, I've read in before and I'm like, whoa, like, I need to get a source out some of these books. Yeah. So I need to get, <laughs> you know, so I mean, but no, the words and stuff and the, the concepts were quite simple. Purely, that number is purely based on the length of the chapters and um, the amount of information that's in there and the size of the book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a free, it's not, it's not, it's not a book that I would give to someone, like some of the young people that I mentor, I wouldn't give yeah, this to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're just starting to read, if yeah. that will, if you haven't read a book and you're looking to start reading, it's not a book that I'd say, yeah, go and read this book. It's... However, however, if you want to challenge yourself, yeah, because that's just art, that's just my, yeah, I mean, yeah. someone else could find that totally easy. If you, if you put like a check, because it was a challenge, but I definitely felt quite accomplished. I was trying to keep in front of you. In front of <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to stay in front of you. I was like, okay. Because I saw you reading in the car where I was like, nah, all right, cool. I need to step up. But um, no, I think, I think it was um, a challenging book for my, like, according to my yeah. own levels, but like I said, you know, self-conscious. I'm not the fastest, strongest reader. But um, yeah, man, a freak. Yeah, okay. And the star rating, I'm going to give it, so after talking to you, you know, I want to bring it up. I want to bring it up to like a, a three and a half and a four. But I'm going to go back to what I had before we started this call, which was a three. Because okay. I, found, I found the gems and the nuggets in it so powerful to make it like a five, you know, or even not a five. But, you know, some of the gems in it were so powerful that was like, wow. But then there was parts of the book which really lost me. You know, um, I lost interest. There was a mm. lot of fluff that that could have been cut out. Um, so that brought it down. That brought it down for me personally. Some mm. pe some people might have found the fluff interesting, to be fair, because yeah, 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 there yeah. were some you know little points that was a little bit interesting. I'll but... tell you, sorry, sorry to cut you off because you're talking about fluff here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You've been to Australia, right? You've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the chapter on Australia was quite interesting to me, right? I didn't really, uh, it was a bit of a like, meh chapter, but there was a gem in there. And I was like, this, so when you're saying this, that's why it just comes to my mind when he was like, um, Americans, again, I'm not, this is, this is what Alistair Campbell said, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Americans, Americans are, think they're better than you. Um, British people think, as, as in a common man, the common um, British people think they're not as good as you because of the class system and the monarchy. But Americans just see themselves as equal, not Americans, Australians, just see themselves as equal, which was quite an interesting little um, takeaway from that chapter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, that was something I was like, oh, that's quite an interesting analogy of how he's kind of broke it down. So I get what you mean, but the chapter in itself was a bit like, it was a bit of a meh chapter. So I think yeah, that's one yeah. of the chapters which I think could have been taken out personally. Yeah. What, um, what's your star rating? Star rating. So when I first came into this call, I had it as a 2.5. Okay. Because I was being quite, because I felt, again, like I've said, like, too much blah in it. Now, through the course of this conversation, <laughs> I've gone to a four in my head. Because I'm like, rah, there's some gems. But then I'm now thinking about it kind of more analytically. It's because I've looked through the notes of the bits that I liked. Because I only took notes, obviously, of what I actually liked. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean? so now it's like, so I think a three is a, is a fair, fair selection. Because... It's a very good book. But again, there's areas, and I think maybe it was written in a sense that there's something for everyone, possibly. Because the yeah. range of people that, you know, we haven't even spoke about Nelson Mandela. And, yeah. And, um, I mean, there's, and the hybrid, um, yeah. hybrid I mean, there's so many 
people in there that it's going to appeal. So there's definitely something in there for everyone that kind of is interested in this. Alex Ferguson, like Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah, yeah. We, we, we haven't even touched on those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's lo- um, what's the guy who rides the bike, the one who got done with the... Um, yes. Um, oh. His name is on the front. No, it's not even on the front. But anyway, look, here's, here's the easier way to do it. <laughs> there's like all these people are the people that he's... Yeah. Right? You know, and then there's, there's loads of them. But, so what I think, what I'm saying is I think there's maybe something in there for everyone. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. areas, the chapters that we like, people might not like and whatnot. But um, I, I'm happy to give it a free. Like I said, I like it. I don't love it. And that's my that's my assessment. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the end of our, our book review for Alistair Campbell Winners. We're starting yeah. a, a new book uh, today. Um, have you bought it? Bro, you've got time <laughs> yet? All right, cool. I'll give you the story, yeah? Wait, I bought, like, so you sent me the book. I left a couple of days, went to, went, went to the bookstore that I went to buy or not, anyway. And then, um, it's not coming until the 11th. But I ordered, like, <laughs> I ordered a load of books, yeah? They all came apart from that one. Okay, so... How mad is that? So, so what you're saying is, I'm going to be ahead of you this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <basically. laughs> I'm going to do a matter on the, on the 11th, and I'm like, the 11th? So yeah. now, because you're thinking, oh, cool, it's March, 31 days. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So now you've got twenty days. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah, I haven't. Well, I've ordered it, but all the other books I've ordered came. Yeah, just a special shout out to Daniel Mendes, D Servant Mendes. So, a friend of ours, both of us, um, boxer, yeah. boxes from the, the gym where we used to train at, um, State of Mind Fitness. Really good book, poetry books called Tissues. Um, so yeah, I've had a read through. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this. You know, maybe we'll do a review on it. It's a poetry book. Yeah. We can do a review on it one stage possibly. But yeah, you know, um, contact is D Servant on Instagram. I'll put the link in the in the description because uh, you can get this off Amazon. So I'll just put the link in in the description box. Um, yeah. I've actually got the book as well, and I wanted to finish Winners early so I could read that. But ah, uh, time. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's cool. But no, Dan is a very such a soulful guy, such a cool guy. Um, the stuff that I do, obviously, the young people, the boxing and whatnot. He's come down on a few times and, and trained alongside the young people trained um giving them tips and advice you know ex-southern area champion big special shout out to his coach brian g man um brian g i mean so yeah but anyway it's a good book and this is like just a friend of ours and poetry book and i think there's a lot about duplicity in this because he's a boxer a ferocious boxer in the ring i haven't inspired him but tyler has entirely to tell you about how that was yeah (laughs) but you know someone like that is southern area champion and now and he's also a poet a poet which is something that's quite you know, there's two sides, so you don't have to just be one thing. You don't have to live up to no different expectations. So, yeah, man, check that yeah. out. Big up. Big up, Mr. Mendes. Big up. Big up, Mr. Mendes. And for everyone wanting to get involved, this is next month's book, Influence. Is it coming up backwards? No, I can see it. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, Influence, uh, recommended by Mo, who's another friend of ours through, through boxing. Uh, Influence, that is next month's book. So, again, links in the description box. But yeah, that's it, Mr. Fly. Um, peace and love. You got to do peace, peace and love. Man. That's my exit symbol. Peace, peace and love, yeah. What about support the ting? Support the ting. <laughs> support the ting. I forgot that one. Support the ting. Like, subscribe, share, all the Boom. above. Boom. Peace and love. Peace and love. I got your back, G. I got your back. <laughs> Entrepreneur.